It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Three, two, one. Oh, we're already on live. Hey, Elle. <laughs> I just can't believe you did that. Um, Are we going to keep this? Oh, let's just keep going. Well, we can cut it out later if we need to. No, so, it's just too much fun. It's too eyebrows. Much fun. Eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. That's the topic for today, everyone. We're going to be talking about eyebrows. We're going to dig All deep, All about eh? those hairy little things that sit above everyone's eyes. Eyeballs. Yeah, above their eyeballs and their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just making so me laugh today. The, I don't um, know why. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. It's great to be with you. Yeah, welcome, everyone. We are as authentic as we possibly can. We are both barefoot, even though I have my little coat on because it's a little chilly this morning, which is a bit weird. But, you know, we are barefoot. That's a nice coat, isn't it? That's from Alpha 60. No, actually, no. you are not quite right. No. This is Eve Sunday. What is it? Have a look and we'll tell everyone about this uh, beautiful coat. Eva's Sunday. Eve's Sunday. Eva. Eva's Sunday? Eva's, yeah, Eva. Yeah, yeah. He yep. always gets the details Eva's right. Eva's Sunday. Yep. New Zealand brand. Love yeah. it. Beautiful. Thank you. You bought right. that for me, actually. Yeah. You buy me everything, to, if I'm going to be honest and tell the truth. <laughs> so, Very yeah, generous. we want to talk about eyebrows today, right? We do, we do. And so, why do we want to do that? Well, I think that we want to talk about eyebrows. I think I think one of the big things, and and I think this is this, this sort of podcast is... It's sort of really uh, addressing something um, across the board, both in the beauty industry, but also for individual women with their own eyebrows. What we find, we were just we just had a long meeting this morning with um, one of our senior team members, and um, she was sharing with us that uh, the feedback from a whole range of communications that she's had, both throughout our community as well as. Um, the, the 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 industry as a whole and uh, with a lot of women that was really roundabout. I didn't really flow through that sentence, did I? Yeah, but anyway, no, but yeah, but do you want to keep going and uh, that's because you're I coming think, to I a point. You're going to need some advanced, you know, audio editing in this. So basically, the point that I'm getting at is that there seems to be a tendency for women to feel kind of that their brow problems are their individual problems yes. that like i my eyebrows um primarily women you know we're speaking about my eyebrows are uh, i've i've got these problems and i know that there's all these different brow solutions but it's like i've got my own unique thing and at some way i feel responsible for my own brow issues and there's that individual sort of sense of a problem and we want to talk about this from a broader perspective as to what what has it been in the beauty industry in the fashion industry in sort of across the board why is it that so many eyebrows are so messed up mm, interesting in the world it? today because it really is a very real thing and i think everyone knows that 
that that eyebrow you don't need to be involved in the beauty industry you don't need to to be it's a it's a pretty common thing that there's a lot of eyebrow problems that exist in the world it's an interesting thing and i think over time as um, because i don't know if our audience is aware but inside of true brow the way that we educate and the reason it is the most comprehensive and compelling i would say brow training in the world is because we really are solving the biggest problems women are having. We're not only designing their brows in a particular way, but we're also solving the, the, the biggest challenges. So, you know, that really is the key. It's when no other beauty professional can get the job done, then the true brow specialist shows up. We're kind of, uh, we can be at the beginning of a, uh, someone's brow journey or the middle, but, but we're definitely at the end. You know, we're the ones where Kind they, of last stage. Term. They get to the... Terminal brow problems. Yes, terminal brow problems. I thought you were going to say something else then. But anyway, yes, that's exactly right. So it's it's kind of like right across, not only the most compromised and the worst, it's it's across the board. You know, the a, a true brow specialist, advanced restoration specialist can solve any brow problem. And if she can't, the brow coaching classes that we have live, she can come in and she can put up her brow and her educators, her trainer, her trainers, myself, will actually show her what to do. So, but why I mentioned that is in these brow coaching classes, which we have weekly, and again, that's a side point. Why do we have them? That's, that's really the, the thing. What am I seeing in them? What I personally am seeing is, and I've been running them now for nine years, um, oh, probably eight, eight years and I was running five a Every week. Every week, yeah. And without, yeah, yeah, without fail. But, um, you know, we have girls that get up at two in the morning at 12, 12 midnight to actually attend these classes when there's other classes they can attend and be sleeping, but they don't want to miss a class. But so again, again, it's not about those classes, but, you know, you can tell how excited I am about the fact that we do this. So I'm sorry if I'm throwing that in there. But what I'm noticing is that the more that, the more that, the world starts to see that there are women that are able, specialists that are able to solve these really bad problems for brows, the more incredibly problematic brows we're seeing. Additionally, now, brows all, that I just kind of... They all sort of come out of the woodwork. They're coming out <laughs> of the woods or something. You know, yeah. It's kind of like, it's mind-blowing actually what, what we're seeing. And 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 the girls are just like you know hands up in the air going oh thank goodness we're you know we've got the help because you know there are there is definitely a problem with brows and and i want to come back to what you said about why women take it so personally um and how is fashion how have how have the myths and the secondhand sort of kind of knowledge, how it's really disrupted that this part of a woman's beauty is so badly and continues to even even more so now. But you know, the 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 thing that I that absolutely astounds me is that um, you know, we still haven't learnt our lessons around brows. Um, we still haven't learnt that um, they're so precious. And so, you know, I think that women take them take it so personally or others project it out to you know the the thread of the you know half thread threaded half her eyebrow off or or the beauty professional the waxed her brows too thin you know there's we can project it externally but uh, what i'm actually seeing and what we've seen really across the board is also women take it so personally when they make decisions even if it's a bad decision i'm seeing this a lot right now in our our weekly brow classes, I'm seeing it at master classes. 
that women are taking it so personally and they're, they're actually putting it on themselves, you know, like it's their fault. Mm. Um, even with uh, the biggest one I'm seeing right now is microblading. Now, I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not here to bag anything and you know that that's not what I want to do. But I, when you see a flawed surface, surface, you see a flawed surface. And, and, and the only way to see a flawed surface, it's like anything that's going on even in the world right now. We're not going to see the results of what's going on economically and whatever and for you know, probably another 12 months or six months. Like everything has its lag time, it lags. So with microblading, you know, initially they might look fine. The, the client might be happy. They might have brows. But we're, we're looking at brows, you know, six months, 12 months in, sometimes two years in. And what we're seeing is astoundingly bad, right? So we're seeing now that we've had to create a whole other level of education um, just to help women that are embarrassed about their decision to microblade or tattoo. Like I have to say, I, you know, I, I said that that was my biggest beauty blunder ever because I had it done 30 years ago, um, over 30 years ago now, and I was young and dumb. And I, you know, I had the top person to do it because she was in my salon doing other things not brows because true brow wasn't even on the on the in the equate you know wasn't mm. even available mm. then and um and she was telling me don't do it don't do it but I was just so determined so young I didn't look into it properly um and I really could have you know I'm still I'm, I'm still at the effect of that decision so inside of me in a way I feel a little dumb about that I feel a bit stupid you know I feel like oh what I do that was one of the dumbest things I ever did I don't do I regret it? Yeah, I kind of wish I, you know, I kind of think it's a pointless thing. Do I give myself a hard time about it? No. Do I know how to correct it, how to make my brows beautiful regardless of the consequences of it? Yes, but that's because of, you know, who I am and what I know and and what I have at hand. But for so many other women out there, I've heard it. They come to these masterclasses and seriously, they put the 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 work that's been done on their brows, I put it on themselves. So they have these orange brows and or brows that are fading in the most weirdest kind of craziest way, <clears throat> making their face look unlevel and everything. And they say, oh, it's because of my skin or my skin was too oily or my and I, scarring and they're blaming themselves. And I kind of mm, think, mm. what is going on? You know, so brows are just, it's an extraordinary thing. So why women take it personally? I would say it's because they've made a decision, you know, like whether it's to get twigs and pluck half their brows out because Twiggy back in the 1970s, you know, had this doe-like face. She had these huge eyes and she absolutely had the Twiggy? thinnest. That was the name of the super first supermodel, I would say. But I'm not, I don't know if right. that's exactly accurate, but she was she was gorgeous. Really, they called her Twiggy because she was mm -hmm. so skinny. Mm -hmm. And she had these, she had this doe-like heart-shaped face these massive eyes, as I was just saying, and these brows that were like stick brows, oh, like they'd yep. been plucked to death. And, and, you know, we wanted to look like Twiggy. Well, not me, because it you know, yep. wasn't my thing. But we, most women, that was the fashion. So we let fashion come in and a completely different human being who could have one eyebrow or none at all and still look smashingly beautiful because she was just a doll. Mm -hmm. Um, determine the decisions that we were going to make about our own brows and in a way when we've done that and then we've looked at our brows and we go wow that looks really bad and then we, we're compelled to keep going we're embarrassed about it mm -hmm. so it's kind of like we've allowed fashion we've allowed 
other human beings with different faces, totally different and, you know, totally different looks. We haven't considered our own uniqueness. We haven't considered our own um, individuality and how we want to express our brows. What do we want our brows to express about us? We've kind of just gone in and, oh, excuse me. Well, thank you for that. And we've gone in and we've actually just copied. Hmm. And it's the same with like um, now we've got brow lamination, Toby, which is that, you know, the really fluffy brow. And, and you know, on the catwalk, on the runway, in photo shoots, it looks smashing on these girls that are on Instagram sometimes. But how is it that we're, we're making decisions about our brows, um, the way that we make, they make us look through fashion? It's not a dress. You know, it's a timeless piece of art or it can be on our faces and so we do take it um, personally you know if you go home and you've had brow lamination your brows are like you know straightened and out and you're looking quite unusual you know and your husband looks at you and he says well what have you done you you know a lot of the time you'll want to defend your decision so you know it's kind of like you you know you might say oh, I love it even if you can't look in the mirror and go, oh, that looks a little strange, which is what we're hearing, right? A lot of people saying. So, I, and, I, and this is not across the board. This is not across the board to say that all, everyone's unhappy with things that I'm mentioning. But I'm talking about the, the really bad cases. I guess cases. it also, when you're saying that, it's sort of what comes to mind for me is that women, to, to be, um, like, no one wants to um, see, the idea is not to, look at someone and say wow look at your brows the idea is to look at someone and say wow you look beautiful it's actually about a human being it's about an, an entire whole holistic appearance of in in most cases a woman and and a woman's beauty coming through mm-hmm. not so so instead of instead of the brows being this sort of big dominant thing, she should be that, she should be the beauty that sort of shines through. And the brows are sort of all designed and shaped and everything to augment that and improve her beauty. So they're, they're, you're saying they're an enhancement. Yeah. Which makes them actually a treasure, makes them quite priceless. You know, it's, a, it's an asset on a woman's face that... If someone doesn't know how to do it properly and how to fix it, and inside of themselves, even as they're saying, yeah, your brows, I've tried to grow them back for six weeks, which is ridiculous, let's just be honest. That's at that period, I don't know where that period or that idea that that was some sort of like a timeline thing that, you know, in six weeks you're going to know how much brow someone's going to be able to, you're going to be able to rehabilitate it or whatever. It's just ridiculous, you know, and, and how you do that, how that person has to go through that process. Does she just need to sit and have her brows just grow in and look like a fairy little, you know, squirrel or something, little creature until, you know, like she's got to like hold on to, she kind of has to look at her worst before she can look her best is, is not, is not true. Like there's, there's so much misunderstanding in the brow, edu- uh, brow education. Um, it just, uh, it, 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 it floors me, you know, it's kind of one of the worst. We haven't seen that in the industry of hair. We haven't seen it in the skin industry. I mean, sure, there's a lot of things with skin that we say, you know, don't go there, go here. 
you know, go to a professional, blah, blah, blah. But with brows, brows are like a treasure. I'm going to repeat that. They're a priceless asset of every woman. And it doesn't matter how they, she's, how they come out. She comes out of the womb and enters into the world and her brows develop and they might not be even that attractive. It doesn't mean there isn't beauty within that set of hair growth patterns, hair. You know, it's kind of like it's 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 the perspective that you come from and the knowledge that you have. And one thing I have to say is that Trubra has is that it is direct knowledge. It's not secondhand knowledge. Um, we're not using gadgets, right? We're not. This is this is like direct knowledge. It's almost like I would go as far as to say that it is the well, it is. It's the first true brow. Uh, world-class brow design training and and you might say well what about all the textbook guidelines well I want every beauty professional listening to really examine those textbook guidelines and if they want proof to see how bad they are they can even ask us for us to give them you know we're happy to send them through the best practice course just to which we put together do you remember when we put that together I do yeah because in that we really dispelled, you know, we're, we're showing the beauty the professional. Have a look at this. This these is wrong. Guidelines. <laughs> and these are the guidelines that across the board are being taught in beauty schools universally yeah. in the curriculum of the beauty industry. I learned them, and and they're wrong. So we should be saying, where have they come from? Who created them? Why? Like, are they producing the most beautiful brows? So take that why out because that didn't belong there. I'm really sorry. I'm just so passionate. <laughs> Um, who created these? Who said that was the truth? And the only way that you can really know that is to see the results those guidelines are producing. And they're horrendous. They're shortening women's brows in the wrong places. They're, they're doing dreadful things to women's brows and have been for years. That's why beauty professionals leave beauty school or girls that go and do short brow courses come out and go, I still don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know how to solve my clients' problems. I feel average. I feel like I'm lacking something. And I would say, I would go as far as to say, they're lacking the direct knowledge that's now come in, came in, you know, nine years ago. Well, it came in for me 20 years ago and then out to the industry nine years ago. Yeah. Came to mind. It's like when I was speaking about before about the, the, the importance of an eyebrow in terms of a woman's beauty mm-hmm. um, and, and, and what the purpose of that is, um, of more being in alignment with having a woman appear, her beauty coming through, rather than all the focus being just on the eyebrow. Um, it just came to mind, I had this image of a man, you know, let's say he stops off at a cafe before work and he goes in and... He's, um, you know, meets a woman there and he's chatting with her for about 10 or 15 minutes and, and, and has a really nice connection and, and then goes and then, and then he turns up to work and he's doing his thing and someone says, how, how are you? Did you have a nice morning? And he said, yeah, I did. I'm, I met this lovely woman. She had just amazing eyebrows. Like you don't, you don't hear that. You hear in him what's left is, oh, she was a beautiful woman. Like there was beauty there in that connection and in that... And in that exchange, mm, I it love wasn't that. for him. It wasn't. It's not. And if her eyebrows were dominating, and he's and all he's thinking about is her eyebrows. Well, hang on. He misses some, it. Yeah. Well, actually, something's 
gone wrong. That's not, <laughs> it's not her brows weren't serving the purpose that the brows should serve. Let me, I, wanna, timeless I love that. that. I love that. And I'm going to throw something in here for our audience and for you and tell me how, how you feel about that. It's almost like a, what's happened with brows is we've taken them and we're trying to turn them into some, in some cases, a statement of uh, feminism. You know, it's like, look how, you know, like by the boldness and the strength of them, we've forgotten that it's about beauty and we're, we're kind of, kind of, um, excuse me, let me just backtrack. We're kind of using them in a way to make them so bold to say, look how strong I am. You know, it's like, it's like an expression of strength um, that that's one aspect that's been done a lot, you know, like women who, who really want to just be stand out but what they don't realize is that they're actually in that way they're overpowering their brows are overpowering what is probably most beautiful in them that is their softness their femininity their elegance they can be very daring the brow the brow can be very bold the brow like you know we we don't in, in the way that I educate Toby as you would know with true brows I don't I don't put a brow in a box and go it's got to be soft and natural looking all the time like true brow can be extremely daring to the point where yeah. the brow is like whoa but yet the ahead. word is harmonized absolutely there needs to be harmony absolutely. that has to be the leading principle if there's not har harmony within that that daring characteristics in you know if that's what a woman's looking for then then it's going to be outside of the scope well, it, of what of what beauty really is it's causing friction mm -hmm. it's causing friction on her face and and it can actually very much make some women be unapproachable it can make them you know almost like the first you you have a bit of a shock first and then you you can speak to her i mean i've experienced that around the world when we've traveled around the world when we could and uh, i'd walk into a makeup counter i'd be in a mall and i'd be seeing brows that were just like they were freaking scary. Like, I'm telling you now, like, I was just like, oh, if, like, I just want to grab her hand and help her. But the point is, she doesn't need my help. She loves how she looks. And that's completely fine. We're not talking to that person. We're talking to the women out there that have had all these brow problems. And, I mean, what is the problem? Why are they so messed up? You know, that's what we want to come back to. We want to come back to try, in, in trying to fix the big mess We've made a bigger mess that now we're fixing. With you know, True Brow's doing that across the board in many, many ways, and we'll continue to do that. And this will evolve and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the world. That's that's obviously a fact. But well, our goal is to bring like natural brow beauty to well, women worldwide. Absolutely, the, and and really that that it actually is possible, right? So brows, they can. How do they grow back? You know, no one is a lost case. Um, and, and even using the, you know, like when I say no one's a lost case, I've got to be very careful with that. We don't say that we can, you know, if someone's got alopecia that we're going to be able to grow their brows back. That's absurd. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about or design their brows beautifully. But we can use the collection to give them, uh, which is the brow product. It's so soft. It's so, it's so soft in, in its use. There's no, there wouldn't be any harsh lines drawn on the mm. face to to give someone with alopecia a brow sure she has to put it on in the morning um but she knows exactly how to do it and and she doesn't have doesn't have to go down the route of you know alternative route that might be a bit harsh or hard on her face so it's it's what we're saying here is the alternative that has never it wasn't around 
uh, for the beauty so industry. So what, what, what does someone do? What are, like, let's say, for example, we spoke about um, thinning brows. Yeah. Eyebrows that are like um, um, twiggy. Twiggy, yeah. Yeah, lots twiggy. Of them. Let's lots say I've got them. twiggy brows. Look right? at what about <laughs> what about in the nineteen um, oh, was it was it nineteen twenties or thirties? What was her name? Claire something. She had like very elongated, like all the way down, like drooping her face, making her face droop, right? And these like thin <laughs> brows. No. Yeah. So then, what? Let's say, for example, I'm not, I'm not, for example, a, a supermodel. Um, well, we could, you know, I mean, you know. I'm saying hypothetically, if I wasn't a supermodel, I'm saying, <laughs> right? Just, just throwing forward that hy- hypothetical. Yes, Let's say I means. wasn't, um, mm. and I'm just a, an average, normal, um, you know, woman in the world. Let's say, and I am. I've got. I've. I've. I've got no brow hair. Like you know, I don't, I don't have. I've got gaps in my brows. I've got. I've got holes in them I like really you know step into my thoughts step into my psychology what other option do I actually have other than microblading or tattooing or like, henna you know, or, I know yeah, or skin yeah, staining yeah. or something or I'm looking Heavy I don't have I don't have the natural you know substance the actual hair to work with to actually allow me to have a natural full brow I don't I don't have that and I haven't touched my brows in years and they're just too thin. What do I do? Oh, look, I the amount of times I've heard that, you know, in masterclass events with my own clients, I mean, that is that is a very standard thing. And the standard That's approach... The, the number one. Yeah, the standard approach really from the beauty professional who has gone through the beauty curriculum. And I, you know what, I, I, I absolutely feel for every single one of them because I've been there, I've done it. I know what it's like to feel like I need to start looking for somewhere else to learn how to be able to take care of my client's brow problems right like you're thinking what do I do what do I do and and I'm talking about the really authentic professional that just doesn't want to go and just go yep no tattooing that's going to make me a lot of money I'm going to go and do that but really is researching what do I do which is the best course of action which is the best brow course where am I going to find out how I can help this person right so let me just interject for a second I was getting to answering your question but I don't think I did well, you you can come to, but I'm so I'm, glad. Help I'm me. saying when you're when you're talking about you know the beauty curriculum and stuff like that, I just want to preface: some people may know, some may not. If anyone's listening, that you actually won the for the entire country of Australia the um, Australian Beauty Industry Awards. You won first place as Educator of the Year for your like across the entire beauty industry of all categories, all topics for your education in brows right so yeah. i just i just want to preface that that it's not we're not we're not sort of speaking about um something from from a perspective or a framework of an industry where there's not we don't have the 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 backing or experience in in or you don't in sort of you know sharing what you're saying oh you thanks know, you toby don't. yeah i appreciate that that was that was a that was a real honor for me and i i it was it was absolutely um wonderful to to actually go through that whole that whole experience now, with them. Um, now you're a judge. 
Oh yes, I am now a judge. Appraising for the yeah, yeah. The beauty but but I want to just go back to your question. You know, what does a woman do? And I think that um, the first thing that she, you know, well, well, let me go back to what I was saying. So the beauty professional, she's you know, she's she's kind of really wanting to be able to help this person, right? But the beauty professional is very. It doesn't matter how many brow courses she does, you know, how many fads she tries to bring into her business. Um, she is going to be put in a position where if she's really truly authentic within herself and she's she's softening around not knowing what to really you know she's just doing her best but she she kind of has this little voice in the back of her mind saying you know what something's missing something's missing right that's the person that really is is going to is going to be of the highest value to this woman that you're talking about doesn't know what to do because that person is going to go looking for more she's going to go out she's going to think look you know what i still don't have it this this trend isn't really getting my clients where they want to be or she wants to know. come to the truth or the reality of the situation yeah, she just she's you know really she core honesty to it right and, and she might do three or four different brow courses right and still be at a point where how many girls do we have that have done that you know they've gone and they've done celebrity brow courses they've done four day brow courses they've done so many brow courses and then they, you know, what we hear in the industry is professionals saying, but, you know, you can always tell when it's a true brow, right? It's a really interesting statement. Why? It's because so, all the subtleties, so much that goes into the understanding how compelling this training is and how comprehensive it is. So that's why it solves so many of the problems that beauty professionals have, even getting quality clients. Like, where do these people that want the most beautiful brows that understand the harmony, understand the difference between harmony and friction, they've got the money to pay, they understand the difference between a brow that is allowing them to shine and really reflects their, their face, their beauty, and they're getting compliments for it all the time, compared to a brow that doesn't. Where do those people go? There's millions of them, mm. right? And they're, they're on the move. They're, they're looking. And mm. the majority of the time, they land, hopefully, with true brow before they go and do something crazy to the brows. But that woman, the beauty professional, so there's two parts to it. The beauty professional who's looking, who has that little voice, and it's just that niggling little voice in her, in her mind, in the back of her mind. And she just knows she, she hasn't got it yet. Because she really, in reality, she's working with on the premise of false premise, right? That she's not looking at the brow correctly. It's the same with the woman that is looking for the solution. They're mm -hmm. in the same category. So right. you've got the woman looking for the solution and then you've got the beauty professional that still doesn't know that she's... She knows, but some will admit it and start you know, making the, the, the movement forward. I can't do that and that that's the best. That's what I really love and they'll do whatever they do, right? Um, and then there's the poor woman on the other end who is like, well, my brows don't grow. Now, I've heard that so many hundreds, thousands of times. I could almost say that as a guarantee, right? Mm. And uh, that's how I'm pretty old. You know me already. <laughs> said so, you know, and, um, and the thing is that that, that particular woman, um, it's almost like saying to her, her car breaks down and she takes it to the mechanic. Well, she takes it to the mechanic because she doesn't know. She hasn't, she's not a mechanic. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it's almost like saying, oh, you've got brow problems. Well, you should know how to fix them yourself. Or just any beauty professional, poor, the poor woman thinks that any beauty professional should be able to help her until she figures out that they can't because we haven't been given the proper education. Um, but if she, if she had a car broke down, she, she wouldn't be making decisions about her car. She wouldn't be saying, oh, I think it's the muffler. 
right? Mm. She doesn't know. Like, I'm a woman. I can tell you now, if the car breaks down, I'm not thinking, oh, I think that's the power steering, you know, the fluid or, or that's this or that's that. I would just go, oh, where's the mechanic? So for a woman like that, what does she do? She has to start looking to find the person that is going to be her part of her brow story. You know, the, the person that's going to take her, set her brow goals and get her to where she needs to be. And, and you know what, sometimes sadly in the world right now, whilst True Brow is growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger and the, the women inside of it that are, that are actually partaking of this training are just, you know, starting to flourish throughout, you know, countries. Um, she, she might make, she might hit some walls first because th- this is why it's really important because she might hit, you know, uh, a beauty professional that says, oh, well, let's see what we can get, you know, the next six months or whatever. It could be the wrong, the timing could be wrong for her brows. How is she looking at the brow? Where is she looking? She might go straight into someone that says, oh, yeah, they don't look like they grow. I can microblade them. So the woman is very vulnerable. You know, that woman um, at the moment in the world is in a very vulnerable position. And, and it's it's really, she doesn't know. So it's up to the beauty professional who has that little niggling voice in the back of her head that says, you know what, I I don't really know what to do. She can accept that and she can say, you know, where do I go to learn how to do what is most beautiful? So there's going to be beauty professionals that see brows that are really dippy and really thick and and really kind of overwhelming and Mm. they love that. Mm. And they might go and learn that. Um, and they'll attract women that maybe want that or maybe not, or they'll lose people, they whatever. But for the woman that actually, the beauty professional that goes, you know what, I don't know. I don't even know what they do at True Brow. I don't know how they make that happen because to me, in my mind, I, I wouldn't know what to do. But I can see that that's real 100% natural hair that they've got from this client. I don't know how long it took. I don't know anything. But I'm going to take a leap of faith because I can't do that. I can't create that beauty for that client when she comes in. And that's all I need to know. All I need to know is someone's doing it. Someone has learned how to do it. Someone knows how to do it. And I don't. And and I think that the only... It's almost like which category do I want to be in? Yes. So it's kind of like it speaks to the character of the professional. And the world, we're full of all different types of things. It's not right or wrong. But in some way, even after having said that, something inside me says, no, hang on, Al, there is a wrong. When we're responsible for someone's brows, uh, whether they're, especially, you know, when we're working on teenage brows, we have an awesome responsibility. Like, why wouldn't we want to do the best? You know, why wouldn't we, why would we do a fad on someone when now finally there's something that's saying, hey, the real training you've missed in your curriculum is here for you. You're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to work. You will decide what level you're going to get at. Like you want to want to, you might want to become one of the top 1% brow experts in the world, right? Because we've trained those girls. Um, or you might want to just be really, really good in your location. You might want to just put your prices up by twenty dollars, you know, per brow design or or maintenance. It doesn't matter where you want to fit in. True Brow doesn't control that. But wouldn't you want to know the real information? Because that woman you're talking about right now in the world has never, like you might think she was in a vulnerable place with Twiggy and with you know all the other 
models that were and actresses that were tweezing their brows to death. We see it on telly all the time. Um, she wasn't that vulnerable as she is now, because that though mo most of those problems can be solved when you have the direct the real knowledge, a true knowledge. Funny that it's true knowledge, true brow. You thought of true brow, so did you think of that? Maybe you did. <laughs> but the point is that the character of the professional, you know, how many professionals are going to stand up, and there's so many of them. I mean, I just love these girls. They go, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let that woman down. And and if you ask me why brows in a mess, um, the brows are in a mess because there's never until and really honestly, truly, not through with the most humble kind of like honestly, I can't explain how how I how I say this is so important because you know it's not like oh now we've got the best you know training in the world it truly it humbles me to say like almost my heart breaks when i say it you know it's like it's it's here where you know the world has been waiting for this for decades where fashion the fashion industry the marketing industry isn't going to dictate to women anymore and to the beauty industry what to do with a woman's brow the beauty industry now goes hang on a minute we've got true brow uh -uh, sorry you know we've got what we've been waiting for for decades and yes in our curriculum we're going to learn in our beauty curriculum when we go to school we will probably learn how to wax you know remove brows hair with wax we might learn how to do a little cleaning up but that's all we're going to learn there and we don't have to learn everything because the real true knowledge on how to design transform restore you know over i would say we used to you know our statistics showed like 92 percent. i'd go higher now with what we're seeing that we're doing um behind the scenes and the works in progress that are moving through true brow i would say that's a higher number that women that come to us honestly truly like it, they're miracles and they're not really miracles they're actually a lot of incredible it's just true knowledge it's just the real stuff it's like hang on a minute there's that and then there's the real knowledge and 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 you know it's not it's not second hand it's coming from the person i guess that created it you know the person that brought it into the world and developed it so i think that that's really key too so like you know the brows are messed up and they're still messed up i don't care what people are saying you know because we're seeing how messed up so many brows are um, we're seeing it in our classes through our models that come in with orange brows, others that have just got their brows, you know, threaded to death and, you know, really like they're devastated, these women. So it, it's kind of like they then withdraw and they kind of go, well, I'm not going to do anything with my brows. Yeah, I wouldn't let anyone touch my brows. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those things. So the the vulnerability of and the that's a woman, reasonable response, actually. Absolutely, the vulnerable. It's intelligent, actually. It's pretty mm. wise. The vulnerability of that woman that you were speaking about to me, she's my client. Like that's how I always see it. You know, like she is my ultimate client. Like that's where everything that I do is so that she is taken care of and she is in a position where truly she can relax finally about who she's putting her brow beauty you know who whose who, hands, whose hands yeah, she's right. putting her brow beauty into it really isn't even my students my students are my they're my heroes you know they're my 
They're like the hero of the story. But but the client, my client, is actually the woman that lays down on that bed and she's petrified or she's handing over her beauty or the young teenager doing that, you know, for the first time with these beautiful virgin brows. She's handing them over to a professional because I know what it felt like not to have that knowledge. I know what it felt like to feel like, I just wish I knew how, you know. And, and now we have it. And I, to me, I... I it's taken over my whole life almost in a way, you would say, hasn't it? Our lives, this whole, it's almost like True Brow has a, has this beautiful, just beauty in it that just, it's like what a thing to to be sharing with the world and with beauty professionals and, uh, and creating like a new era for brow beauty and saying, you know, we've saved the brow finally the brow the natural brow is saved and uh and and that's just just magical isn't it and I, I mean nothing none of this would be done without you so you know the beauty of that is that how much wow i think we need to give toby an award actually what are we going to give you we we'll have to give you an award <laughs> for making this at all possible so i've answered your question i got one i got you uh, <laughs> That's the sweetest thing, oh, isn't it beautiful? I think you did answer my question. Um, Very long-winded, but you know, there's there's nothing yeah. like the passion involved, the passion in this. It's that I I can't help it because it, it it's 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 um it's it's not to be helped, you know, because it really is something that that is just like I see the results. And I also see the results of I see the results of the true knowledge in the hands of someone that knows how to how to work on a brow that's come from true brow, and then I see the results of what's happening out there when people come to us. And so for me, I can't help but think, wow, you know, we need to tell people about this. We need to talk about this, and and uh, and it's not like it's anybody's fault, is it? It's not like we're walking around, you know, pointing fingers and blaming anyone. We're just saying, hey. So understandable, isn't it? What's happened in the brow world, and and we really want to be telling our clients stop letting fashion dictate your brow, your your beauty, your brow beauty. Let's stop marketing trends, define your brow beauty. Let's look at the timeless, timeless solution. So it's I guess it's here now. That's that's all there is really to say, isn't it? Is there anything you want to add? Because I've just been speaking. You've just been nope. fantastic. You've just been sitting there quietly listening. I think that's great. That's awesome. Thank you, everyone. And thank you for just giving me this opportunity, really, to to share, Toby, about this topic because it really is very close to my heart. And I think this morning, speaking with um, one of our senior team members, as you mentioned, it, it was it's something I would like. It was It was so refreshing. And I actually also want to say that everyone should be doing that with every service they offer in their business. You know, whether it's brows, whether it's skin, whether it's tanning, whether it's waxing, really explore, are you doing the very best that you can? And never, ever take average as average is okay. Um, Never, ever look at what you're contributing to the life of another person's, you know, beauty story as just something that is just, well, being okay is okay. Like really value and understand how exceptional you are to 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 a woman to every client that comes to you and, and take that on in a very serious way and look at everything that you're you're offering her and even if you offer less but you're the master of that less it's better than being average and offering you know 
more? Would you say more? Would you agree? Yeah, there's. Um, I mean, that steps into a whole another area of I think I think business and how to approach business. And you know, there's there's sort of like a fundamental misbelief that the more um, services that you that that a business offers, the more products that a business sells, that it will sell more. And those two things are unrelated. You don't you don't offer when 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 a business has a wider range of products, it doesn't mean it's going to sell more products. Or that it's going to be That's more a misconception. profitable as yeah. well, which is yeah. another thing. I want to say thank you, Toby, as I said, for bringing up this topic today. It was We weren't going to talk about this at all, except when we finished um, with our meeting in the morning. It was sort of like dropped into our world, our universe, and here we are. So yep. thank you. Thank you, everyone, for just allowing me to... Did I rant? Was I ranting a little bit? It was a big rant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I apologise if I ranted, but um, I hope that I, I got the message across and, uh, yep. and, uh, and and it was heard. I want to thank everyone for listening today and being with us again as usual. Toby, Thanks, thank Elle. you for your time. Thank and you. Uh, we'll be back with more next week. Bye for now. <laughs>